and welcome to Life Without the Podcast. I'm Julia Wirth, your host, a registered dietitian in New Haven, Connecticut, and I am really, really excited to welcome you to today's show. This is episode three of the second series of our second season um, of this podcast, and today I have the husband of Oriana Laflamme, so Ed Laflamme, here. Oriana was in the first um, season and the second season of this podcast so far. You can check back episode five of the first series of season two. And she is a recovery coach and she was on talking about coaching and how coaching can make a huge difference in the success of a client or patient, Um, which it can. It's amazing. I have seen her work do miracles because I work with her on a bunch of patients. But as Oriana alluded to in that podcast, she had an eating disorder herself as an adult, which is not rare, but less um, less common and less talked about than uh, eating disorders as a teen or a young adult, right? So she was like already a mom of two, married. She was an executive at Microsoft, like super high powered job, and she came down with anorexia. And it was a years-long battle, and her husband, Ed, was with her through it all. And he is here today to talk about the spouse perspective. You know, this second um, season of the podcast is really geared towards parents, and something I wanted to focus on was offering support and information and resources for loved ones. And I realized that um, spouses are missing out uh, when I focus just on parents, you know, Sometimes it's a spouse that has to be the primary caregiver, and that's a totally different relationship and role and um, different responsibilities than a parent. So I am so thankful to Oriana and Ed for being totally open with their story, and I really think you'll get a lot of a lot out of today. Uh, Ed's patience is unbelievable, and... Um, I was impressed just just talking with him about the whole journey for their family. And today they're doing wonderful. As I said, Oriana has a very successful recovery coaching business. And Ed is also a business owner. They have two teenage boys. So, you know, lots to, lots to be uh, proud about now. So I, I hope you'll enjoy that. Before we get to the episode, I just want to remind everyone, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or ideas for future episodes, please contact me at worth, W-E-R-T-H, your wild nutrition at gmail.com, and I will definitely take those into consideration. Now, without um, any other interruptions, <laughs> Ed Laflamme. Hi, Ed. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It's great to have you here. Um, most of my listeners know Oriana Laflemme, um, who has been on the podcast twice before. So I just uh, want them to know that you are her husband. Um, and I'd love you to introduce yourself so they know um, you a little bit. Guilty as charged. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um, I, um, we've been married now for over 25 years. Congratulations. <laughs> yes, we've made it. <laughs> and um, it's been uh, it's been quite a journey. Yeah. 
So uh, one reason I really wanted to have you on is because in the last few weeks, um, I've gotten a lot of listeners reaching out, you know, saying, you know, you always talk about parents and kids, um, but there are also adults that have eating disorders um, and they have spouses. And that's oftentimes and that's uh, very different than if your child has an eating disorder. Um, So I'm really excited to have you on to talk about your perspective as a spouse. And I'm just interested in taking you back to like before any of uh, Oriana's eating disorder began, what did you even know about eating disorders? I didn't know anything about eating disorders at all. Yeah. I didn't even, I didn't even know they existed. Really? The only disorder I had was eating too much spaghetti. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of us. I think. <laughs> um, and so when was the first, sort of thing that clued you into maybe something was going on or you started to notice some some changes for her well actually uh when we were dating and before we were married oriana disclosed that to me that she had had a a, a brief bout with an eating disorder mm-hmm. and she was fully recovered uh-huh so and you didn't know what that meant or not a clue not a clue yeah. And, and she didn't get into it and I didn't delve into it and, and it passed and it was fine. And, and it didn't um, rear its ugly head uh, for years later. Mm-hmm. So when it did start to crop back up, I think it was after your, your first or second child was born? Uh, yes, I would say after the first and it's somewhere in that neighborhood, first to second, the second, maybe the second, yeah. Yeah, and uh, your kids are pretty close in age, right? Yeah, they're two years apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, today, they're 18 and 20. Oh, today? Or yeah. Today? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, they're both. Not in, today well, is their birthday, but today they're 18 and 20. Right, right, right. Okay. <laughs> um, back then, I think when she had, when she began to have a problem, they were like one year old and three years old in that, okay. in that area. And what did you first notice? Cause I think a lot of spouses that I've spoken to of my patients, you know, are totally like it came out of nowhere or I didn't even notice anything. Well, uh, we can talk about the cause in a second, but mm-hmm. I noticed that Oriana was just eating salads. Yeah. She had just switched over to salads and she was really losing weight very mm-hmm. quickly. Mm-hmm. very quickly so again i i didn't quite understand what that meant mm-hmm. but um and i did i think if i remember correctly i did mention it to her uh, like oh i think you've lost some weight or how did yeah, you yeah yeah oh she said it's nothing it's nothing mm-hmm. you know and and we were she was working as an executive yeah. And she had a really stressful job. Mm-hmm. Like traveling a lot, right? She was traveling a lot. She was in computers. Mm-hmm. I was I was starting a new career. Mm-hmm. And so I was under stress and I was traveling too. And you had two little kids. Yeah, yeah two little kids. And we, we had an au pair mm-hmm. that, uh, that helped us. And, and so it was, uh, it was a challenging time, no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you had that first conversation where you're like, it looks like you've lost some weight, you know, what's, what's going on. She sort of brushed it off. When did it, when did you really start being like, something's wrong? Well, 
she, we moved to Virginia. Mm -hmm. uh, she took another job with Microsoft mm -hmm. and it was a very high level job. Yeah. Uh, and we moved, we were in Connecticut, we moved to Virginia. So I can only say that, uh, you know, that was enough turmoil in itself, just moving. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and especially we had moved a number of times before. Right. This time we're moving to a different state and mm -hmm. she's taking another job. And away from family. Yeah. Yes. And it was a very challenging job, very uh -huh. high level job in the federal sector uh, and dealing with the customers of Microsoft. So uh, I, I had a job in Connecticut. I took a job as a president of a, a large company mm -hmm. and, and I was flying back and forth. Oh, wow. Okay. I was working with this company three days a week in Connecticut. So I'm going back and forth. She's flying around. She's working on a new job. We have an old pair taking care of the kids. And, and truthfully, I mean, I didn't notice too much. Yeah. Because yeah. Because you're so busy. You're kind of disconnected. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And then, then finally, she, she said, you know, I'm really having a problem. So she identified the problem to me. Mm -hmm. I, I thought she was continuing to lose weight. She was not looking good. Mm -hmm. She did not, she would not admit that. But then she said, you know, I'm, I'm beginning to have a real problem. Uh -huh. And she contacted uh, a woman that she worked with in Virginia virtually. Mm -hmm. That was the beginning of her, you know, admitting she has a problem and seeking help. And how did it feel for you when she said that? Again, I really didn't, I didn't get it. I, I yeah. really didn't understand, you mm -hmm. know, I didn't really understand uh, what was happening. Mm -hmm. I thought, well, okay, she's getting help and that yeah, no, fix it yeah, yeah. She, she seems like she still has a lot of energy. She's doing everything she's supposed to be with the kids and, and working and, and I'm flying back and forth. And, and did that everything. crazy lifestyle ever seem like a problem? Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. But you know, once you get into that, into that mode, uh, then it becomes normal almost, mm -hmm. you know, so, and, and it, it was just, it was a crazy time. No doubt yeah. About it. So when did it hit you that like, this is a really, really big problem. Cause Oriana ended up going to like residential, right. And yeah, that not until we moved back to Connecticut. Mm -hmm. So this she sought help we were only there two years so mm -hmm. she sought help about i think she was there a little we were there a little over a year and then it began to manifest itself mm -hmm. and and i said you know why don't we just go back yeah <laughs> so so microsoft uh they opened up a new office in manhattan and she could do the same thing she'd be doing in in virginia mm -hmm. and so they They'd help us move back, of course. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and yeah. She applied and she, they took her back immediately. So we right. we went back right away, and then it was. And your motivation for moving back was to get her help, or was it unrelated? Like we just need less craziness. Uh, I I would say just to get back to our our friends and family. Yeah, that support system. Yeah. Yeah, and that, although that wasn't in the back, what was in the back of my mind was to just just get back to you know a, a more normal life where we were, mm -hmm. 
And so we did, we moved back. And then she, she was, she's leveled out, uh, you know, she was losing weight, but she got to a point where uh, she was still holding her own. It wasn't yeah. really serious yet. And you she, hadn't seen it like take a toll on her work or. Correct. Yeah. Correct. <clears throat> so, uh, so what can I say? So time passed and it, she wasn't here in Connecticut very long where she said, you know, I really need to get help. Mm-hmm. And that's where she, she got on the phone and started looking for, for help. Mm-hmm. So were you involved with that and like finding her help or were you kind of like, all right, you handle it, get your, get your help. Yeah. I, I laid back and yeah. she knew, she knew the type of person she wanted to help her. Mm-hmm. The first couple it didn't click. And then, then the next person she, she talked to was perfect. She said, yeah. I, I connect and it was perfect. Mm-hmm. And so during her recovery, you know, she worked with, that was a, a therapist or a psychiatrist. Uh, he was a, a Dr. B- Doug Bunnell. I mm-hmm. believe he was a therapist, uh, not a psychiatrist, but a therapist. Mm-hmm. And she connected and- with him. And, and there we, we started and she mm-hmm. started. And during that time when she's in that treatment, and I know she went to different levels of, of care, what was she asking of you as, as her spouse to help her in that treatment? I, I don't remember her asking me to help her do anything. <laughs> okay. Really? Yeah. Um, sounds about right. Yeah, she just kind of laid back. And then, of course, my concern was growing because <clears throat> I could see it was taking a toll on her. Yeah. And so, and- you know, then I started wondering, you know, like, what's going to happen here? Mm-hmm. What were you thinking was going on? <clears throat> well, she certainly wasn't eating dinner with me. Mm-hmm. And, and she, she avoided that. Mm-hmm. And I love to cook. I was... In my first life, I was a chef. Yeah. And I'd love to cook and I'd love to cook for her. Yeah. Especially then, as a chef, you know, you're like, I just want to show you, like, you know, I care about you with this food. Yeah. And and so again, we still had our au pair, a different au pair now. Yeah. They only stay for a year, about right. Yeah. They they uh back then they they allowed them to stay for two years. So okay. But but we had a, we had the two years was up for the lady we had and she was fantastic. And then, so we got a new, a couple of new different ones here. And so that kind of takes the pressure off both of us as far as the, you know, day to day with the, with the boys mm-hmm. and they're still young, very young. Yeah. And uh, again, I still didn't understand what the real uh, potential could be on the downside. Yeah. Okay. When did that hit you? Well, she she went to uh, a day the day um, care mm-hmm. locally in our town, like PHP. Yeah, hospitalization program. Yeah, yeah it, it was just a day. She would go for for the day, and so when she she had to take a leave of absence from work, and then she she took she went there. Then I thought, whoa. Yeah, that's huge. Like she's been this, you know, big time executive and now like she's taking a medical leave. Yeah. And then and then I was invited to 
to to come uh, like I went a I can't remember how many times, but I was going, you know, I would go with her like one, uh, like, like at a lunchtime mm -hmm. and just sit, sit with that group. Yeah. And just be quiet and watch. Yeah. And, and I did that a couple of times and I sat in on her, one of her, one or two of her sessions with Dr. Bunnell mm -hmm. and it, it didn't seem like she was getting better. Mm -hmm. It was just, you know, she was eating again. She was beginning to eat. It was progress. Mm -hmm. But it was, it was taking some time. Yeah. Was that like a really weird experience to sit at a table with all these people who have eating disorders? Well, you know, from an outside perspective, you wonder what's wrong. Why don't they just like, eat? Why aren't they just eating? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. But then I understood that you know, it's, it's not that easy. It's, it's a mental problem and yeah. with the disease and, and she didn't pick it. Mm -hmm. So uh, then, <clears throat> then she, I'll never forget. She was in the uh, kitchen uh, one evening. It was still light out in the summer. And she says, you know, she, I was close to her and she passed out Yeah. and I grabbed her. Yeah. So she didn't fall on the floor. I was like in shock. Right. Mm -hmm. And so she just falls, just falls into my arms and, and I caught her and yeah. slid down. And right away, uh, I don't know if I called 911. I, I can't remember all these details, but yeah, um, I got her to the hospital. Okay. Mm -hmm. And they gave her an IV mm -hmm. as you know, she was dehydrated. Right. Yeah. They said that's one of the problems, you know, dehydration. <clears throat> so we, we got her, you know, stable again. I think, I don't even remember if she stayed the night, she might've stayed the night. And then she came right back out again. Of course, then, uh, you know, then they notified her team. What was mm -hmm. happening at that point, she had a, a uh, she had a dietitian. She had the whole team in place. Yeah. 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 So, you know, I think she told them and then they, they said, you know, I think it's time for, you know, to go away. And is that when you were like, oh man, like this could be far worse than I had thought? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And it was, a, it was, um, uh, let's just say that she, she was going willingly, willingly, but not willingly, if you know what I mean. She was yes. Having worked with these patients every day uh, for the last five years. Yes, I know what you mean. Yeah, I want to get better. I want to go away, but I don't really want to leave because I'm leaving my kids. And that was the worst thing to leave the, leave the kids. Yeah, and how do you feel like that was, you know, compared to when you were a child going to eating disorder treatment versus being a mom already and a wife and now having to leave? Say that again, was the question? Yeah, like... I think most people who are going to eating disorder treatment um, and most people I speak to are like teenagers or in their young twenties. They don't already have like a family of their own, you know, yeah. but she, she was a mom and, um, and a wife and was, had this job. Like how different is that? Holy mackerel. It, it, um, It just, it just leaves you very empty and wondering what is going to happen. 
Mm-hmm. Now, I'm a very optimistic person. So yeah. I always have the optimism, but then I'm wondering, you know, by going away, is this going to really help? Mm-hmm. And then I, I, I believe that it might've been the first time or the second time she was away. She was only there three, like three days and she, you know, she planned her escape and left. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. And, and that was kind of frightening. And she comes back home again and it's like, Whoa, this is not going to help you get better. Yeah. And then, and then within a few weeks, she was back again mm-hmm. this time for, I believe she stayed about a month mm-hmm. and we visited every weekend you know, we spent the weekend. I, I would bring the boys down with me. Yeah, and they're like five and. Yeah, they're, yeah, like yeah, two and four or three and five, something like that. Yeah. So that would cheer her up, and and she was, you know, beginning to get into the routine of it and getting better. She was mm-hmm. getting better. She was eating more, and it was helping. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't. It. She just, you know. And, and they have the, the when you're there when you first go there they have group meetings for the. Yes. There's going to be 30, 40 people in the room and they're, they're yeah. talking to everybody about what's going on and, and, you know, what to expect and it's kind of briefing all of us together. And there was, I never forget, there was a woman next to me from our local town. Her, her daughter was in there too. And, and she was in there with Oriana. Okay. Mm-hmm. And subsequently that girl passed. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Oriana came home after the month or so, and, and I, and she went through the stages at Renfrew where, mm-hmm. you know, she went from uh, the int- introductory area, then mm-hmm. as you progress, you can move to a different area there, right. Yeah. You're, you know, moving along. And then, then, you know, she came home, I, I, I picked her up and we came home and then uh, again, she was. I don't remember this time sequence. Oh, yeah. She's been there three, four, five months home. And then there she's back again. Mm-hmm. So this really was over a period of time. I, it's I just so couldn't... long. Yeah. It almost sounds like I have um, a lot of experience with like people in, in alcohol treatment for um, years on end, right? You know, they, they seem to get better. They go and then they come home and something happens and it's back again. And um the amount of patience that takes as like a spouse is incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So this was over a period of time, over a period of years, actually. And the last time she went, I believe she was there at least two months or three. Mm-hmm. It was a long time. Yeah. And I thought, well, okay, this should do it. Right. <laughs> Extra long this time. Yeah, she gained her yeah. weight back. She looked better. Her attitude was better. And she came back home again. And it was like, no, it wasn't better. Mm-hmm. She just relapsed into the same as the first two times. Mm-hmm. It took time and it just gradually went down. It just wasn't there. Yeah. And I'm skipping forward here. This, oh, this yeah. was over a period of like eight years. Right. Okay. And so finally, what happened was uh, Dr. Bundle wanted to go back again. And she said, I just can't. That's not going to make me better. I've already tried it three times. It's not going to do it. And finally, uh, he said to her the words, I trust you. I trust you. 
So you need to trust me. And that, I don't know, it clicked in her. Mm-hmm. What he said on the phone at her house now. Mm-hmm. And he said, then she, she said, if you trust me, then let me do this on my own. I can do it. And I was sitting in the kitchen while she's yeah. saying this. Yeah. And that's so hard to, well, maybe hopeful, but also hard to hear. Cause you're like, like we've been oh, doing this for years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I tell you by golly, she did it. Yeah. Little by little, by little, there was no day uh, inpatient, nothing. She just did it on her own. I think she just made her mind up that she was going to conquer this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what I, what I didn't tell you is during all of this, you mentioned patience. Yeah. So one of the things the spouse has to have is they have to show patience and love. That's the key. Yeah. Patience, love, and support. Mm-hmm. And that, if, if, if you don't do that, it's not going to work. And not. how did you, how did you like foster that in yourself? Well, you know, um, I'm a spiritual person. Mm-hmm. I certainly prayed to God's help. Uh, and I realized this is what I needed to do. I needed to listen to her to help her. Mm-hmm. I needed to give her love to help her. Mm-hmm. So uh, I remember pretty much pretty much every night i would sit in the kitchen and she would talk to me sometimes standing up most of the time standing up and i was sitting down and mm-hmm. i'm listening and this would go between an hour and 2 hours mm-hmm. every night and she would yeah. just talk about you know the voices she's hearing yeah the the struggle she has yeah throughout the day okay and it it was like it's and you're just like you listen to that all day well yeah (laughs) yeah yeah and then and so i would only ask a few questions and and she would just so i'd gain understanding Mm -hmm. and she would just continue to talk until she was just talked out yeah it's like her own like at home therapy yes yes that's what we were doing i I was i was now the therapist listening (laughs) and and trying to understand and and just asking appropriate questions when it was right Mm -hmm. and i didn't i wasn't pushing food you know Mm -hmm. i was asking her what she'd be comfortable in having and always tried to have that whatever Mm -hmm. she liked to have for her yeah yeah, that's interesting. I also had an eating disorder before I got into this field, like a lot of us. And um, yeah. my now husband was my boyfriend at the time. And he would always have like toast because that was like what I was comfortable with. He's like, do you want toast? <laughs> like, we have that. Yeah. Yeah. So I hear that. How did you talk to your kids about what was going on? Uh, we didn't. At all? They didn't know. Uh, mom isn't feeling well or she's away. Yeah. When she was away, she's away. And, you know, she's, she's, uh, they were so young that, you know, they didn't understand. Mm -hmm. So, you know, but by the time she really worked to recover, Mm -hmm. which, as I said, she did it on her own with the help of her team. Mm -hmm. And she was, that's one thing she was regular with her team. She, she did give her, her team 
some some problems, I'll tell you. I <laughs> believe it, yeah. <laughs> you could probably ask her about the, the episodes that she would have with bagels and, and the like, you know, yeah. uh, when she would get upset. But, you know, she just worked through it. She just struggled and worked through it day after day until she, it seemed like she, you know, was climbing the hill, climbing the hill, climbing the hill until finally she got to the top and then started, okay, I think I, I've got this, you know, and I can't even identify when that was. It was just so gradual. Mm-hmm. She got better very gradually. And then it just got to the point where it's not like you could say I'm better, but you could right. tell she was, mm-hmm. you know, and they could tell she was until, till finally, it seems like so much time went by months and months and months. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Until finally, okay. It looks like I'm on the other side. When did you like, feel like you could believe it that she was recovered? When she, when she could sit down, well, there's two two things, okay? When she could sit down and have a meal with us mm-hmm. and eat everything on the plate. Yeah. And I would only prepare things. You know, there's naturally certain things that people don't like to eat. Mm-hmm. That's, not, that's not the same as anorexia, okay? Mm-hmm. So I would always, you know, try to have whatever she liked on the, on, to prepare for her. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was one thing. The other thing is if, if she cooked... And, and then we we ate, okay. And, mm-hmm. and that, then I know. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, like you're yeah. actually gonna cook. <laughs> yeah. Well, she did, she always liked to cook. Mm-hmm. She always, but she wouldn't eat it herself. Oh, okay. And so she like, cook. cooked it and ate it. Yeah, during the week, you know, I I, I am I'm the weekend cook, you know, because mm-hmm. I was I was working. But during during the the week, she would cook, and and uh, if she would cook and eat it with us and join us together, mm-hmm. then that signaled to me, I think she's getting better. Yeah. Because before she didn't want to eat with us because she didn't want us to see what she was eating or not eating. Mm-hmm. Okay. It must've been so nice to finally have like those family meals again. Oh, oh goodness. I, you, you know, you, you have no idea, or you, you probably do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'd say, why don't we go out to dinner? Because we had an old pair, they, could, they would right. take care of the boys. Why don't we go out to dinner? Ay, yeah, yeah. That's an experience. She mm-hmm. has to get the menu. Go everything on the menu. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And, and make sure there's something there she likes. Sometimes she would call the restaurant and make sure that it was prepared this way or that way and not fried and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I knew that she was better when I could say, let's just go out. And she'd go without look calling oh, that, time, like, at the menu and all yeah yeah and i'm guessing it took you a long time to kind of let your guard down on this yes you're right yeah i was always and, cautious i was always cautious i was always suspect mm-hmm. yeah when did you feel like you know i i believe her that she's like fully recovered because she's someone i definitely always hear use that word like I'm recovered you know I'm not in recovery yeah. mm-hmm. well I, I think one of the things that really helped her significantly was when she started working uh, as a volunteer with Nita yeah the help, I did the helpline too yeah. yeah and she would she would you know she says I just have to do this and she would get on the train she would go mm-hmm. to New York twice a week 
Mm-hmm. Like, I, don't, I don't, you know, a couple of days a week and she spent a half a day or so with them. She got trained by them. And, mm-hmm. I, and I thought, I was thinking all of this training was mm-hmm. really helping her, you know, because she's giving back now. She's yeah. dealing with people who are like her. And so, you know, she did that. She was going to New York City for two or three years, you know, until finally uh, they, they did it virtually. Mm-hmm. And then, then she started taking nutrition courses. Mm-hmm. I know she did integrated nutrition for about a year and a half. She got certified there. She did a Cornell uh, nutrition study for, um, I, I, what do you call it? How to cook um, all just vegetables. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That kind of a diet. And then, and then um, she still was like searching and searching. And that's when she took the um, Carolyn Costin course recovery coaching yeah, yeah that took that took her significant amount of time i i mean i i kind of like took it with her you know yeah. <laughs> you're like okay yeah. i need this <laughs> yeah because it, no but it was it's uh uh carolyn's course is not an easy course yeah it's not it's, yeah it's like a college course squared mm-hmm. okay and this is a huge transition for your family right like now not only is she has she been sick for years, but now she's like in a totally different career? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And so I encouraged her to do that. She was always asking me, what do you think? And do you think it's a good idea? And, uh, you know, she was always, and I said, yes, 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 and yes. Yeah. And you see her getting stronger and stronger. And then she got so involved with Nita, to working with them on their walks. Yeah. You know, and, and doing, she's going to do it again, matter of fact. I know, I know. Small. Yeah. And so um, she's really thriving now. She, she, she can be in a not so good mood and she gets on the phone now or on Zoom, you know, with a client now. Holy cow, she's like, she's just bouncing after. She's just so happy she can help Yeah, back, you know. It's amazing. And it, it also must have been some of the, the things like her transitioning to this career that allowed her to recover, right? Like she isn't going back to the same life that she had before. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. no the, she, she's, she's back to where she was when I met her. She still doesn't like certain foods. <laughs> That's because she doesn't like them, you know? And I think, I think a lot of, from what I hear, a lot of parents working with children, like mm-hmm. teenagers, they don't get that. They yeah. don't get that. They, well, I think they, it's hard because like they don't, they don't know what's a behavior, right? And what's yeah. not because they didn't have the experience of a, a well adult, like, you, you know, with Oriana when she was well, you know, they saw their kid as like a, a six, seven year old. And that's not the same as now the 15 year old, right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. And, and I, I think uh, from what I see now in, in, in what she's doing, I see that parents who have teenagers with this, this with anorexia or bulimia, yeah. they need to educate themselves first, yeah. first. Because the biggest problem is, I think, sometimes the parents. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if, like, for you, you think back and wonder, like, what do you wish you'd known, you know, as a, as a spouse or maybe yeah. about eating disorders beforehand because you didn't know much? No, it's true. I, I think if they would have, I think of maybe the therapists or people have taken, if they took me in mm-hmm. on what's going on, what to expect, it would have helped me a lot. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, that's why like in my practice, so much of what we do is parent work because it like, it doesn't matter. You can talk to the, the patient for an hour. Um, but then you're not with them, right. The rest of the time their parents are, or their spouses. Yes. Um, they don't realize it takes time to recover. It takes a long time, patience, love, and, and support. Mm-hmm. It's not, and you can't, they can't, freak out about what's going on they just have to be level and and work slowly gradually and then they can work their their children or or adults to recovery and one thing i always hear people recommend is like as a caregiver like make sure you're taking care of yourself is there anything that you specifically did to make sure that you stayed well during this really stressful time i i can't say i can't say there was yeah. I just try, I tried to be, you know, level headed and calm and, and deal. I work one day at a time. Yeah. Not trying to be I, like the long game here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I tried to be optimistic that this is, this is going to, it's going to work and she's going to pull it out. And she did. Yeah. She did. Uh, I know many of the people she was with didn't. Yeah. Yeah, Did you ever talk to your sons about what happened or what was going on when they were young? Uh, or do they ever ask about it? They, no, they don't, but they know because mm-hmm. we, we've, we talk, Oriana and I talk. And she's and a speaker at so many places. They know, yeah. you know, and they, they go on the walks with us, you know, uh-huh. and they, they hear experiences from her. So they're, they're tuned into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Um, any last thoughts you would want to give to spouses out there in your situation 10 years ago or 20 years ago? Yeah, again, again, uh, just to reiterate, I think the best thing they could do is either get to a peer group or or just sit down with someone like yourself mm-hmm. or, or a therapist and spend an hour with them to understand what's going on yeah. so they can more effectively help uh, their loved one. I think For that's sure. the key. So my last question I ask everyone is, what's your favorite food? Oh, Italian food. <laughs> pasta, <laughs> pasta. <laughs> Any type of pasta in particular? Uh, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> all together. I, I grew up, you have to understand, I'm French and Italian, but I, I grew up with an Italian grandmother from Calabria. Oh, okay. And I remember when I was a little kid, she was an amazing cook. And so um, I, I guess I, I tend that way, although I like all foods. I really do. I like everything. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Ed. This was really great. And I know you're busy, so I'll let you uh, go now. But thank you so much for joining me. Sure. I hope this uh, can help. Yeah. Yeah.